Check, check, check. One, two. Check, three, four. Check, hey, Love that voice for this season. Yeah. Keep that. Oh, yeah. This is my season seven voice. No wonder you got hired <laughs> in radio. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a mistake. Oh, um, it's yeah. gone. Anyways, ready to uh, do this. Yeah, if this one isn't too weird for you. Why would it be weird? Actually, I love season seven. Because, oh, you don't see it. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? Your wife looks exactly like your dead mom. What? No, what? No, they look nothing alike. Let's put on a and, home movie. And my mom's alive. A home movie. Oh, it's me, Mrs. Jason. Stop recording. I love you so much. I can't believe I never saw it. Like twins. Welcome to Will and Jace. A Frasier podcast. Wait a minute, Mrs. Jason? Yeah, Jason. That wasn't my mom. That was you. Uh, It was you, Will. I raised you. Oh, that's the twist. Back to the future. (laughs) That's the most logical explanation. For listeners at home... It's important to contextualize this episode that Jason's favorite movie is Back to the Future. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, welcome, everybody, to a brand new season. <laughs> season seven. Will and Jace and Frasier alike. Season seven, episode one. Today, we'll be talking about Mamma Mia, original air date, the day before my birthday in 1999, September 23rd. Birthday is the 24th. We're oh. coming up on Y2K. <laughs> I'm oh, just, we are. I'm just throwing that out there. Remember that? Do you think there will be a, a Y2K plane. episode? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. you got to do that. Yeah, you missed, you missed that in your uh, season seven prediction. Oh, I, I really <laughs> did, actually. Yeah. Frazier backs up his computer for Y2K. Frazier loses his job because of Y2K panic. Frazier buys a zoo. For those... <laughs> Dinner party. For the young listeners at home, there was a whole year where everyone thought everything, the planes would just fall out of the sky. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was. Well, we'll we'll talk more about that for the Y2K episode. For this one, Yacht though, party. last episode, you made a prediction as to what this would be about. Here's what you had to say. Okay, it's a picture of Monica opening the door. She's in like a red cocktail dress, and she's like shocked that Ross and Rachel, they're together, actually. They're coming over together at her house. The one with Monica's thunder. Okay, um, Monica and Chandler are engaged. There's this big thunderstorm, so everyone's trapped in the apartment, and it's Chandler kind of freaking out about the engagement because he's really bad at commitment, and like all these things are happening. And also, Ross and Rachel are trying to hide that they're back together. Phoebe and Joey are like doing a wax sculpture or something. Chauncey, brunch. Bye. Oh, I think I God might have damn it. misplaced or confused the two well, predictions. I also we do produce the uh, Chauncey and Broderick of Friends podcast. <laughs> Trade. <laughs> it's under a podcast network. The Will and yeah. Jace podcast network. No, just podcasts that record uh, on my property. <laughs> uh, I think he'd have his own property. Well, here's what actually happened in the episode. The episode begins with Frasier on a blind date. Roz is trying to set Frasier up with one of her friends. Uh, well, he's waiting for the friend, however. Frazier sees someone at the cafe who's very striking to him. This person ends up being Mia Preston, and he approaches Mia about going out. They hit it off, and Frazier invites her on a trip to a cabin that he's going on with his family. Niles is going, and Martin as well. In fact, it's kind of Martin's birthday trip, and they've gotten a nice birthday present for Martin. They've transferred all of his old home movies from reel to reel onto a VHS so that he can watch the home movies of them when they went to that cabin as children. 
The episode progresses when Niles meets Mia for the first time and realizes Mia looks an awful lot like their mother, Hester. Frazier does not notice this whatsoever, and it really bugs Niles because it's so obvious. Martin meets Mia and sees the resemblance as well. Daphne sees the resemblance. Everyone sees it except for Frazier. The episode continues with some jokes about Mia mothering Frazier until eventually they put on Martin's home movies and see Hester in the home movies, and it occurs to Frazier, oh my gosh, that is like a, a replica of my mother. It gets a little awkward when Mia is interested in sleeping with Frasier at the end. There's all sorts of Oedipal humor, and the episode ends with Mia taking a cab back home from the cabin and the three crane boys watching the old home movies together. It's kind of a sweet note at the end. Back to the future. Tag of the episode. In the home movies, Frasier is giving Niles therapy. Was it Frasier to Niles? I, I think it was Frasier to Niles, yeah. yeah. Yep, definitely. Makes sense. So, first note of the season. KCL, little plane. There's a little plane flying by and Frasier in yellow this season. Remember the it's color a yellow season. The color of Frasier, the word Frasier in the intro changes each season. It means yield. It does. It does. It means slow down. Slow down. Be cautious. And check, yep. But not come to a complete stop. And that's the episode. Hey, we just came to a complete stop. I feel good. (laughs) That works for me. Uh, A blind date. Blind date. So Frasier, right off the bat, is... He's fussing. He's doing a blind date? He loves blind dates. He (laughs) He loves them. He must be in a sitcom. Again, sitcom characters go on so many dates. There's a lot, and a lot of them are blind. A lot of them are blind. Mm-hmm. How many friends, like, did Roz just pull out this friend? Did you just have a breakup? That's a good question. Why is she now available? So the friend that Roz is trying to set Frasier up with, it's not Jennifer. No. Because Jennifer is going out with a weatherman. Yeah, out of your league. Out of your league. Remember when that was like a big deal? Question for you. <laughs> is it a, is it a bigger deal to be a weatherman than a local radio personality? Not Dr. Fraser Crane from the radio. From the radio? I think weatherman also implies you're handsome. Okay. <laughs> Handsomer than Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, interesting. My my good friend, the drummer in my band in high school, his dad was the weatherman. Oh, and single? Yeah. And, uh, no, no. <laughs> oh. Happily married for a long time. Well, love a challenge. All right. So it's not Jennifer. <laughs> so it's not Jennifer, but... Definitely but not Jennifer. Well, Frazier's waiting. He sees this this woman who kind of yeah, so looks, striking which mm-hmm. i was thrown because he keeps saying that and it's like all right sure i, I don't get striking is the right word though yeah. because it probably had triggered some kind of yes. memory right it's it's striking to him it's like your mom and she was dre- i thought this was just 90s style mm-hmm. like to me she looked like a mom she yeah. had this like little cardigan thing and just like i, I like the the mix-em-ups at the cafe at the beginning that was Roz really well to the wrong person so she comes up and then the real blind date comes <laughs> yep. up and Fraser says, I bet you think I'm some kind of smooth operator. No, no not really. Not a, <laughs> I thought that was very good. We didn't get a Fraser Crane from the radio, though. No, that's she, true. Yeah, Preston did not recognize him. In fact, he recognized he her because yeah. he read that book to Frederick a million times. It turns out Mia Preston is a famous children's book author. Do you think like famous in Seattle or nationally famous? There's like four kids books. I'm going to say nationally. <laughs> Panda in the parlor. Uh-huh. Well, I, I actually was hoping you could paint a picture for me. I, have you read uh, Mia Preston's books? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm a good father. Uh, would you mind like telling people what Panda in the Parlor is about? Panda in the Parlor. You've got this old panda named Pazoo. And Pazoo the panda wants to get these cookies off the top shelf. He tries and tries and he climbs and he falls. And it's all about doing your best and what you can do when you do your best. He finally gets to the top and he has a cookie and realizes he wants more cookies. So he goes out back and plants a cookie tree. 
and the tree grows and grows. So he starts to plant more and more cookie trees, and he has a whole grove of cookie trees to try to be like a carbon sink. But it doesn't matter what he individually does, because there's so much pollution coming from the corporate level that Pazu, like, there's nothing he can do to reverse it at that point. So Pazu is just wondering if he should just use, like, a, a paper straw, or if he just said, just fuck it, live his life, you know? Like, what do you do? What should Pazoo do? So it's it's got a message. It's a book it with a message. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah. Oh, really? You yeah. Just, you just thought it was an Oreo. Tree. A nice story. Yeah. Well, uh, I I hate to put you on the spot here, but did you read the follow up? You know, she talked about how the panda finds his way into the attic. Oh yeah. So Pazoo finds his way into the attic because the water wars are in full swing. And he's just trying to make it to a new day, which is a rare gift for anyone at that point. And it was so easily reversible, easy to stop. The Pazoo had all the information. Everyone had all the information. And they, they just didn't. And so you wonder if pandas are really meant to survive. Like, maybe this is ultimately best. And he makes friends with a little grasshopper. Oh, a grasshopper. Little grasshopper. That's cute. It's nice. Yeah, that was a, probably a successful one. Oh, yeah. People love that. It's like four pages long. So Roz at the cafe, well, she's, you know, trying to sort things out for Fraser. She runs into Hank. Oh, my God. Yeah, bestill my heart. Now, you are on the record pretty consistently of saying every supposedly good-looking person we meet is a very average person. Thoughts about Hank? Put him on the average board. <laughs> you bought an average board? It's just a regular board. Oh, my gosh. It's like a plank of wood. This <laughs> is... Not cutting into our margins too much, everybody. All right. Are we going to see Hank again? No. no. He's not like bad looking, but every time it's like va va voo <laughs> and just another man like a baggy button down shirt. It's definitely always like stop me in my track. Hey, hello. hello. Hank. I, I loved that they, they did a shot back at the coffee table and Roz is just collecting all of Frazier's leftovers. The women that he's offended, like the woman who went up to him, then the second woman, yeah. like she's just sitting at this table, like having to sort this out for Can him. Can you imagine going on a blind? date and introducing yourself to him it's like well i just met this woman so <laughs> yeah. you know you're two minutes too late i'm sorry <laughs> are, you, are you serious yeah. but if it makes you feel better i'm fraser crane and i'll be single next episode i, I ubered here between the time that we meet mia yes at cafe nervosa and then we shift back to the condo and it's niles and daphne call it a month i was gonna ask how much time has passed it's because another... they mentioned that Mia and fraser have been hanging out a lot lately not just that but Frayer's in his in love phase where he mm -hmm. says French a lot, has yep. a little giggle. Yep. He's invited her, just her, to his family's cabin getaway where they're going to watch home movies. Like, that's very intimate. That is. That's not like a second date. No. Well, for Frazier, it is. <laughs> that's <laughs> because that's just going to happen. So they've known each other at least three days. Let's call it I, I, a month is my usual like Frazier. I think they mentioned love. the cabin at Cafe Nervosa. I, I think, think they, they did, they but it could still be far off. Okay. All right. So and I'm just going. There. So somewhere between two and six weeks. I like that. Seem fair? Yes. Okay. Especially because Niles, well, Niles hadn't met her. Mm. He's always there. That's true. How has Niles avoided her? We'll, we'll go closer to two weeks. Maybe closer to two. But maybe they're hanging out every day. They're going trouser shopping. Another oddly intimate thing. Although that was a good build up for like, let's get you some pants, mister. Is trouser shopping intimate? <laughs> it is in that, like, I honestly feel like going to the dmv with someone like something just really <laughs> mundane is actually extremely intimate uh -huh. because you would never go there when you're trying to romance someone yep like once you start grocery shopping together speaking of when fraser's in love he gets that laugh he does yeah. start speaking in french first time we've seen that. i do know that that you speak french fraser at one point says we're taking off in a few hours so depeche toi do you remember what that means in french hurry up 
Yeah, actually, yes. Yeah! yeah, I told you I speak. I mean, I speak French, so that's yeah. not a surprise. Yeah. I, I would just know that. I, I love how excited you mm-hmm. get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an excitable language. The whole culture is very big on flamboyant uh-huh. celebrations. That's why they're into football. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do speak French. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Here's Niles with a bug phobia. We knew that. Did we know that? I mean, I don't think enough. we've known it to this. I don't think it's we've... not surprising. No, not at all. What was it? A size of a pelican. A pelican, yeah. Size of a pelican chased what? me off the dock. <laughs> that was great. David Hyde Pierce just like freaking out at random moments. Yeah, it was. It was very good. He's and so good with his face. Just his little, repellents. Yeah, yeah, very good with that. And you notice he was putting out bug repellent. I'm assuming repellent candles. Yeah, which yeah. are pretty fun. The like citronella kind of candles. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Frazier gets kind of hung up with Niles's bug phobia. Yes. He, you know, you got to get see that checked out. Yeah. Would he? I I mean, wouldn't he just accept this as part of Niles at this point? Well, yes, I think Frazier is just sort of being a fussy Frazier because psychiatrists should know that things like that, like it doesn't get in the way of your day to day life. Mm -hmm. It's only when you're going camping and you've also found a way to deal with it. It's kind of fine. Like a phobia would mean he couldn't do anything. He's just putting on bug spray and then he's going about his day. Yeah. He has a suitcase full of bug spray. That is a bit excessive. (laughs) Looks like a nice suitcase. But, you know, there are certainly things, there are phobias in this world that don't, you don't have to deal with because it doesn't stop you from living your life. Right. For example, I will now take this styrofoam out of this fitted box. God, why? I won't even make you put in that sound clip. Why did I tell you about that? Why did you? That was a huge mistake. George Milliken. <laughs> Damn it. You remembered the name? For those that don't remember, uh, George Milliken is the name that I came up with, I came up with, and didn't share with anyone for years. I think it'd be a perfect character in a book, so... I was down to my last dime, my last bottle of scotch. Last dregs of my last bottle of scotch. That's when she came in. All black hair and heels. All legs. Walking through my door like a block of styrofoam, leaving a box exactly the size of that block of styrofoam. Sounded like this. Which is a will. Another case. All, all black hair or all, all legs. <laughs> she was all a lot of things. Uh, I think that their birthday present was a very it's good present. It's an incredible present. one. That's a great present. The boys, I mean, I don't know if it tops Agadies. Agadies. <laughs> as a birthday present. It doesn't top a fucking horse. Or or Frazier's giant big screen TV. I don't know how you even react when someone gets you a horse. It's like, good Boy. But I think this is a great yeah, birthday It's present. a really, really nice one. Have you ever done this, by the way? I We did do this for my dad. I mean, the next level, we uh, took VHS and converted to DVD. Right. And, and still it sits in the box. Yeah, like, yeah. What do you do? It like, I, look at us, open presents. I did this recently, too. I converted it to like a, a USB drive, like an, a, a right. digital file. And that was kind of fun, so. Yeah, and they were saying to VHS, so they're converting, I think you said in the snaps, straight up film. Mm-hmm. Two questions. First question would it be possible for Frazier to miss this? Yes. Okay. I mean... I kind of agree with you. From what we can tell, she looked the exact same as she did in the videos, mm-hmm. meaning that she looked this way a little while ago. I mean, as far as we can tell, she's certainly been dead since the start of Frasier, which mm-hmm. is six, seven years ago. And she didn't and, just die. Well, I don't think it was too long before that. I don't think it was like this year, but I, I think it was probably within five years of her passing away. What was? The beginning of Frasier. Oh, I think, I think it was Hester within five died, years. Yeah, within five Let's years. Let's call it Hester died 10 years ago. So, you know, it's a little more faded. And also, this is young Hester because mm-hmm. she looks exact in the home movies as she does. It's, right. She was like 40 something mm-hmm. lines up. Yeah, I think it is cognitive dissonance. I mean, there's clearly something of like she's so striking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Martin's right. It's like you just miss your mom. Follow up question. Would it be weird to date someone who looked like your mom? 
Would would you? I mean, obviously you're not dating women, but if you were dating, would, would it be weird for you to date someone that looked like your mom? Um, not look like, but twins. Yes. Right. Okay. I mean, we get from this episode that like it's exact. Like Martin was like thought of she was a ghost. Yeah. So I think that is weird. Yeah, I think I think that's probably true, mm-hmm. uh, especially especially when you just watch that home movie and then are invited into the bedroom. That is a pretty uh, a pretty put it on the scene. regular board. No problems being sexy in front of Martin. Just oh like, come man, to a, bed, another Frazier. one. Yeah, it's dad right there. Yeah, she's like, hey guys, I'm gonna head to bed a little early. I'm feeling pretty hey, tired. Frazier. Then a minute later, hello, big boy. I have no evidence that any of my friends have ever had sex with their partner. Like <laughs> Frazier's like we've been on four dates, and I'm just gonna. Tell Tell everybody. Martin does not want to bring it to Frazier's attention. No, which is fair. And Niles does. Yeah. Because he's the little brother and he wants to do that. Oh, it's because he's giving Niles crap about his bug phobia. So you side with Martin? Side with Martin. I mean, if he doesn't see it and he's happy, leave it be. I kind of side with Niles on this. I think you just, you, you just mentioned like, oh, hey, uh, man, she kind of looks like mom, right? You know, just bring it up casually. It doesn't yeah. have to be like a well, like a sit down. I've I've arranged some photographs side by side, kind of a thing. Surprised that the home video starts and Fraser gets it immediately. Yeah, and he's like, "They could be twins. How did I miss it? I thought that was another turnaround of like, mom looks like Roz or something. Oh, interesting. Like, I didn't think he would get there mm-hmm. instantly, but he sees mom like, oh shit. Yeah, I mean, maybe part of that's because it's a short sitcom episode, and we're, we're they needed the him to occur to him quickly. Frazier says to Niles, you should really see someone about that bug thing. And I think your chair dusting habit is related to that. So apparently that's still happening. Still dusting chairs off camera sometimes. I think, honestly, the, the chair wiping down is just a thing we don't usually have time for. Yeah, that's Niles prob- just still does. Probably true. Do you notice the cabin had a silent kitchen? It did. Great one. <laughs> Not only that, it had a silent family room. Kind of. Because she was in the bedroom. And it was just and they like, were, oh, God. Yeah. My girlfriend looks like my mother. Exactly. It's a weird silent kitchen it because is. it has a swinging door. Yes. And they were talking while it was swinging. And it's, it absorbs. Yeah. It take, it cuts the sound wave. I know you're not a big I don't. Person, I don't fully understand the, the But that's kitchen. how radio works. You cut the waves and you <laughs> give it to the... And the car puts it back together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for explaining you're welcome. radio. <laughs> That's why it has to, the tower has to be high to lob the pieces of sound. I'm not going to get hung up on this because Frazier's silent kitchen has no door whatsoever. No, none. <laughs> so, it actually has two <laughs> openings. Two openings. It is an open kitchen. It's just a, it's just a half wall. <laughs> yeah. Two Anything openings. are more audible. Two openings that we know of. We yeah. always see the angle where the camera is. That could also be another. One yeah. of these days you have a Frazier party where we just go into like your kitchenette and just yeah. like yell. Like, yeah. It would be like. Does she know? <laughs> What about your other date? She didn't eat the soup, did she? <laughs> oh, God. That's poisoned. Hi, everybody. Sorry. Just to get the food ready. Fine. Yeah, I feel like... We definitely I... should throw a Frasier party. This is a great idea. A idea. <laughs> Where something is very wrong in the kitchen, but nobody else knows. <laughs> Both of this our is a great theme party. Both of our houses layout is really good because the kitchen is <laughs> it's true. right there. It's very, very connected to the rest of the house. It is not cut off at all. Why? Well, okay, never mind. That's not a good note because they are doing it for nostalgia for Martin, even though Niles just straight up owns a cabin now. That's nice. Right, right. Well, so the, yeah, this cabin is the one they used to go to when they were kids. Yes. It's the exact cabin because it's the one that's in the home videos. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I guess it's a rental. With your graffiti. Where do you think they are? We've done this before with cabin episodes. Tualatin. <laughs> really down in Oregon, huh? 
Uh, God, I, where do people go in Washington? Walla Walla? Uh, yep, that was your guess for the last cabin. And it's I my think. guess again. Oh, yeah, it they, just, it's the place I know. They go to different Walla Walla Spokane? cabins. Yeah, it could it's be. Spokane? Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where's good fishing? Uh, that's yeah, yeah. You could Spokane, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Eastern Washington. Where do the rivers go? Lots of places in Washington. Great fishing in Washington. If you've never been, go. Go, everybody. Pacific Northwest is great. So he kind of explains like the the Oedipus story. You fall in love with your mom yeah, and yeah. want to kill your dad, and he ends up blinding himself. Did you catch the little joke about him? He sprays himself in the eyes with bug spray. He's, blind, oh, he's blinding himself. Cute. You know, yeah. I so. was more caught that Martin didn't know. Like, I would consider Oedipal and Oedipus complex common knowledge. Martin was mm-hmm. like, "Gaga goo goo." <laughs> I actually wrote the quote down. Oh, what, what uh, was it? Martin said, and I quote: "Argle gargle Google goop." Argle gargle Google goop. Where's my dog? I didn't just leave Eddie. I would have brought him. <laughs> Where is Eddie? Where's Eddie? Great question. Martin doesn't go on vacation without Eddie. Yeah, I guess it's in uh, Moose and Enzo's contract that they don't need to show up until at least episode five of season seven. By the way, speaking of Enzo and Moose, we have an interview with uh, Enzo and Moose's trainer. It's pretty incredible. It's really cool. So the person that worked on Frasier training the dogs on the show, Enzo uh, and Moose, her name is Matilde DeCagney. And she had such awesome stories. So we, we did the interview. Um, that'll be coming out soon. So if you're on Patreon, that will be uh, that'll be posted pretty soon. So keep an eye out definitely sometime this season. I thought it was a cute story with Martin buying the trout. Yeah, that was a, that's a cute the, cute dad they story. Gotten it. He, he you know. He's a good dad. Martin is a good dad. He, he talks a lot about, you know, how embarrassed he is and, sure. and all this stuff. But he, he's a good dad. Frazier and Isles did turn out well. They did. They did. They're yeah. just who they are. Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> There's a few flaws if, if you're going to look closely. At look, it. it's hard to keep a relationship together. And it's even harder to see your son. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just got to dump him and go. So after it doesn't work out between Frazier and Mia, she takes a cab home? Yeah, what is if that fair? If they're in Spokane <laughs> or Walla Walla. I mean, it's anywhere from that Seattle. five-hour, tri- four-hour trip. Even an hour. I mean, that's a hell of a fair. Like, I think Frazier spent like $500 or something. Yeah. Let I, her I mean, stay the night and just go back in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you'd think, I mean, just sleep on the couch. Or just sleep in the bed and just don't. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah, I can't do that after and now that. that. Now that it's so salient. Or drive her home. Just drive her home. Drive her home. Something. A cab. That was crazy. That was odd. I guess they just needed her out of the cabin quickly. But um, after she leaves, Martin pours a big glug of brandy. He loves his big he, Niles glugs of brandy. When you can't sleep, get yourself a big glug of brandy. <laughs> it's amazing he's still alive. Oh, I want to loop back. Uh-huh. I really liked Martin seeing Esther Mia for the first time. Hester. Hester. I always do that. Because they don't play it for laughs. Yeah. He's just really affected by those. Martin, John Mahoney, so He's such so a good. good actor. And he can do so much with just a little kind of look. And yeah, yeah, you're totally right the first time. And bringing it back to the end of the episode when they're watching the home movie and she says, I love you to the camera. And poor Martin. like That very like thing no one does in home movies, but mm-hmm. they always do in yeah. movies and shows. Yeah, yeah. And just like, stop it. I look terrible. Uh-huh. I love you, baby. Yeah. I'll always be alive. And she wasn't. <laughs> she She lied. Hold on. Uh-huh. Wasn't the the cabin and the lake the place where Hester and Martin were with the other couple where Hester had the affair? Ooh, good question. Wasn't that this? It could be. I mean, there could have been other cabins. Could've but yeah, cabin. th- that's, that's a great pull, actually. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Cause they... Maybe she was feeling guilty when he was filming her. 
you know, we got Frasier expert Katie Gerritsen. Uh, Frasier expert Katie Gerritsen, of course, director of Frasier. Um, I was kind of wondering if there was any memories of the guest star in this episode. Rita Wilson is the person that played Mia and Hester in the episode. Rita Wilson, of course, famous for being an actor and for being Tom Hanks's wife. So any memories of that or just any general season seven memories? Katie? Katie here. And we have Mama Mia. Let season seven begin. So, the guys asked if I had any memories to share about this episode or Rita Wilson, its big guest star. Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks' wife and accomplished actor herself. You know, you only get to know the guest stars so much on a show as they are only on the show for a short time. But you remember what they were like and if they caused anyone headaches, if they were challenging in any way. And there were many many of those types, most of whom you don't even know now because they probably had bad reputations elsewhere and hurt their own careers by being hard to work with. Rita Wilson was the opposite though. I recall Rita really fondly um, for one main reason. You know, lots of our more famous guests, even many of our less famous guest stars would often keep more to themselves. I mean, that's understandable. You're a guest on a big hit show. Um, they would hang out with their fellow guest stars uh, or, or our regular cast. Rita, though, was one of us. She was one of the gang. She was gregarious and happy on set, offset, a pure joy to work with. And she ate lunch with the crew. That's what really, like, stuck in my brain. That hardly ever happened with our bigger guest stars. They would always eat upstairs with the cast or in their dressing rooms. Not Rita. She came down to Lucy Park right next door to stage 25 where our catering tent was set up every show day. She stood in line with her plate like the rest of us and then asked if she could join us at our table. I mean, come on, of course you can join us at our table, Rita Wilson. I just remember laughing and having a great old time. It was a table of like eight to 10, me, a few of our former costume, makeup, hair department people, a couple of others, uh, and Rita. And Rita was like our bestie. It was great, and I know of really no one who did not love her on the show. She was just a star uh, human being and really great to work with. That's pretty much all I've got on Mamma Mia, guys. Hope you enjoy the episode, and Rita, we love you. Thanks, Katie. If it's driving you crazy, Rita Wilson was Marnie's mom on Girls. Oh, there you go. Yeah, she's someone that's definitely popped up here and there for a long time. Fun facts for this episode. Not much. Uh, it was directed by Kelsey Grammer. Fun. So there you go. So the season seven premiere directed by Kelsey. Rating for this one? Five. Wow, really? Five and a Five? I thought, okay, a couple things. Uh-huh. I The ones where it's pretty much the core cast, which this pretty much was, mm-hmm. I think are really strong. I thought the way they constructed things was really clever, where they have, you know, Frazier going up to talk to Mia, and then you have all the women come, coming up. Yeah. You've talked about you have them converting the home movies mm-hmm. and then how are you going to resolve she looks just like your mother it's like oh they're going to watch the movies uh and generally good jokes with all the Oedipal stuff and also just like John Mahoney's real acting of like having your kids back at this cabin like just going back in time right and he has a line of like there's nothing wrong with some fantasy that doesn't hurt anybody thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you dear <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that would be surreal it would be crazy no. yeah and, and she's like mothering him yep kissing his his her thumb and cutting his meat and, buying yeah. him pants <laughs> Uh, yeah, I went with uh, I went three and a half on this one. I think it's above average for sure. Uh, and the IMDb rating sort of in between us. They're at a four. Uh, is this a dinner party? 
They have dinner uh, at the yes, cabin. Yes, it is. Really? It I, is a dinner party. I'm going to push back. I'm going to say I don't think it is because there's only one guest. We, But then what about Clive? Clive. Was that not a dinner what party? What about Clive? That was one Space guest. Needle. Really? You got to swallow the L and the D and the E's and the N. Yeah, he only has seven Space letters in the Clive alphabet. You have to pick pockets. Okay, so you're saying it can be a dinner party. Well, what I it's not a classic one, but we have to establish our rules here. Mm. It's a dinner. I don't think everybody. we do. I think we keep rehashing this every episode. <laughs> hard party. Straight up hard party. Hard party? Yep. Wow. They're having dinner I with say the guest. At, at least a light party. Okay, fine. We'll count it. We'll count it. I think I have someone with a pretty strong opinion about how much you're pushing back on me. Oh, who's that? It's your mother, Jason. I'm very disappointed in how mean to Will you are. Sorry, Mom. I, I, you know, I just disagree with him. That's not being mean. Well, I guess that's true. Bye. <laughs> hmm. My mom exits the same way as Chauncey. <laughs> She's haunting you. Classic Mrs. Jace. Thank God she doesn't listen. Um, all right. Next episode is called Father of the Bride. Ooh, Father of the Bride. Right. Can you describe this picture? Father of the Bride. It's Daphne's got a wedding dress. She's outside her room, I think. That's Frazier's apartment. Although new art. And Roz is all excited. I think that's Roz. Oh, my God. My actual episode two prediction for my big list is Daphne asking Roz to be maid of honor. I really hope that's happening, just because that'd be weird. So I'm going to say that's happening. Father of the Bride, uh, Daphne's dad is dead. She might have mentioned that. So she's asking Martin to walk her down the aisle. Niles hates it. Everyone has different reactions to it. that. You're right on with the bridesmaid thing. Yeah. yeah I'll, t- I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah. So we do have a wedding type episode coming up. That'll be next episode. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Welcome to season seven. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with episode two. Until then, you can follow us on Instagram, and we have a Patreon account available if you'd like some bonus extras. I'm done. No more. She walked into my office, red hair flowing down her back, long trench coat, hiding something, something I wasn't sure. What do you want from me, I said, pulling my hat down. I've got a case for you, and only you can solve it. (laughs) She was stunning. So many parts of my life (laughs) colliding right now. Hey, Will. Hey, Chase. Happy to be back. So let's talk a little about our guest stars. First, I'm talking about the in-person guest stars. If we included all those who called in to Frasier's radio show, we'd have a list about a mile long of almost every famous actor, actress, even public figure that was alive during those years. So, in-person guest stars. I'm just going to list because we had dozens and dozens some of my personal favorites one of my absolute favorites was brian cox you currently know him as the patriarch logan roy on succession brian was just so cool just hung out with us chatted with us talked about actors that he knew and what he thought about he was very very raw very honest and just really delightful 
not really like his character on the show at all, uh, on Succession, that is. Some of my favorites include Taya Leone. You might know her as Madam Secretary. I did a couple of shows with, with Taya. She was great. The, it always it made me smile to think how nervous she would get before each show. Um, she was so good, so talented. But before every show, she would go in the bathroom and like get sick because she was so nervous. She had butterflies so badly. But you know what? It shows she cared, right? I figure if you don't get nervous before the big stuff, that you don't care very much. So, you know, Taya Leone cared a lot. And then she knocked it out of the park when she came out on stage. We had Amy Brenneman from Heat and Virginia Madsen from Sideways, who played uh, rival girlfriends uh, of Frasier. We had, oh, this was wonderful, Oscar winner for On the Waterfront with Marlon Brando, Eva Marie Saint. She was so lovely. I think she just passed in the last year or two. Just a beautiful woman, inside and out. Bye. Check, check, three, four. That's good. You ready to record this one? This is going to be a weird one for you. Oh, sorry. That was the actual check. Oh, that was check. the actual check. Okay, check three, four. How am I levels? We do, we do actually need to check the mics. That's fair. That's fair. That sounds good. Check three, four. Check three, four.